Good morning. I'm Curtis McCullough. And I am Shelly Alcorn, and we are the student pastors here. And if you have not heard, today is Grad Sunday. Yep. So because of that, today is going to be a little bit different than the other Jesus Quotes services. As we were talking about what we wanted Grad Sunday to look like, we decided that there was no better way to celebrate our graduating seniors than to give them a voice inside of the message. So Shelly and I are going to catch you up on the topic for today, and then we have a video interview with three of our graduates. Uh, and then after that, we're going to wrap it up with a celebratory slideshow, and then we're going to bring up any seniors that are here onto the stage so we can pray for them, send them out, uh, and give them a gift, too. If this is your first week in this series, we have been diving into the importance of Scripture. I'm sure you have heard that Scripture is important before. Maybe you've told, been told that a Bible verse a day keeps Satan away or something similar. But in this series, we're going deeper than those conversations. In this series, we're starting to hit the why of Scripture and why it's so important. Now, I'm sure you can see where this is going, but if it hasn't clicked yet, this series is called Jesus Quotes. And sometimes it can be really easy to learn about Jesus and his teachings and then ignore the rest of the Bible because it's too difficult to understand or it just feels so distant. Uh, and like Scott said last week, if you don't know your Bible, your whole Bible, then you don't know Jesus. But this isn't just because we see Jesus quote passages from the Bible. That's not what this series has been about, even though it might be what it sounds like. I mean, after all, anyone can go and Google a quote or a Bible verse and then regurgitate it to someone, right? We can know that scripture is important, not just because Jesus quotes scripture, but because Jesus knows scripture. Now, to help drive this point home, we're gonna do an illustration. So I'm gonna need a little bit of interaction if you guys can help me out. And online campus, feel free to interact with us as well. Um, so what I need you to do is raise your hand if you have a favorite movie or a movie that you just really like, right? Hopefully all of our hands should go up because I'm pretty sure all of us have seen a movie and maybe we can kind of pick one that we really like. Now I need you to keep your hand up for a second. Uh, and what I need you to think about is could you describe that movie to somebody who hasn't seen it? If you can't, put your hand down most of our hands stayed up, right? Because if you like a movie, you can probably describe what it's about. Now, what I want you to think is, can you think of a quote, any quote from that movie? And would you be able to say that quote from that movie to somebody else who hasn't seen it? A couple of hands went down, but a decent amount of us is like, yeah, I could probably pick out one quote from the movie. Now, what I want you to think about is, can you think of a scene any scene inside of the movie, and would you be able to dictate that scene to somebody who hasn't seen it? The music, the setting, what the characters are doing, what the characters are saying, and all of that. It's a little tougher, right? We still have a couple of hands. You can put your hands down. Now, that's really impressive. I'm not the best with quotes, but uh, when I was in basic with the Air Force, we had this thing called run days. And it is just as bad as it sounds if you don't like running like me. Um, but what we would do is we would wake up at 5 a.m. and we would go straight to the track and then we would run for 26 minutes straight. Now, again, if you're like me, running for 26 minutes straight without music 
or a podcast or an audiobook or something to distract the fact that you're running uh, is really tough, right? I mean, even just running for 26 minutes straight can be pretty tough. And so I noticed on our first run day that some of the people in our flight were having problems completing the full 26 minutes without stopping. And so I decided to put together a little program to try and kind of encourage them and get them through the 26 minutes. If you don't know me, uh, you wouldn't know that I love Star Wars. I've grown up on it, uh, and it was probably the first movies that I've seen. I've seen all of the movies, the TV shows, read the books uh, countless times, frontwards, backwards, all of that. I, I know in detail a lot about Star Wars, right? So what I decided to do was on the next run day, I gathered that group of dudes and I said, hey, I'm going to narrate a Star Wars movie for you guys while we run so you can think about something else, right? Because I also really wanted something else to focus on other than running. So uh, I asked them what Star Wars movie they wanted to listen to. They picked one, and then I just launched right into it. I started with the fanfare music. I started singing that to them, describing the scrolling text uh, intro on the starry background as it fades and pans down to the starships, and then I went into the first scenes, describing everything that was happening. I couldn't get every quote. Again, I'm not fantastic with quotes, but I was telling them what was happening, the gist of what characters were saying, and things like that. And two really cool things happened. First, that group of guys who before couldn't finish a 26-minute run made it through a 26-minute run on our second run day. It was really cool to see, uh, and they just had something else to kind of focus on, and it, it helped them get through it. But the second thing that was really cool about it was that I was the only one on the track who was narrating a movie, right? And so as we started passing other people or people started passing us, they heard what was going on, and they're like, I don't want to run in silence either. And so we kind of gathered more and more people. Um, and what was really cool, I remember one girl saying that, I, man, I really wanted to stop, but then I also really wanted to know what was happening next. So thank you for doing this. And it was just really cool to see that kind of thing playing out. That is what we mean when we talk about Jesus quotes. Jesus isn't just regurgitating a few verses to some people. Jesus knew the Bible deeply. He knew it so deeply that as he talked about it with other people, they would come to a greater understanding, not just of the Bible, but of themselves and their community. Jesus knew scripture so deeply that he was living it out. And if you know who Jesus is, then you must know scripture because that is who Jesus is. And today we're going to look at a perfect example of this. We're going to look at the showdown between Jesus and Satan. Now, this story happens after Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. It says the Spirit led him into the wilderness, where Jesus would fast for 40 days and be tempted by Satan. Matthew and Luke's account of the story shows us three times where Satan was tempting Jesus to turn him away from God. And let's look at what they are. The first one is going to be Luke 4, verses 1 through 4. Now Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wild. For 40 days and nights, he was tested by the devil. He ate nothing during those days. And when the time was up, he was hungry. The devil, playing on his hunger, gave the first test. Since you're God's son, command this stone to turn into a loaf of bread. Jesus answered by quoting Deuteronomy. 
it takes more than bread to really live. Did you catch that? Jesus is physically starving at this point. And rather than turning from God to live for himself, Jesus resists the first temptation by quoting part of a verse from the Old Testament, specifically Deuteronomy 8.3. Now, we see Jesus do the same thing with the next test. Verses 5 through 8 say, For the second test, he led him up and spread out all the kingdoms of the earth on display at once. Then the devil said, They're yours in all their splendor to serve your pleasure. I'm in charge of them and can turn them over to whomever I wish. Worship me and they're yours. The whole works. Jesus refused, again backing his refusal with Deuteronomy. Worship the Lord your God and only the Lord your God. Serve him with absolute single-heartedness. Yet again, we see Jesus resist turning away from God by quoting scripture. Here, he cites Deuteronomy 6.13. But the best part comes next. During the next test, we see Satan try to up his game. In Luke 4, verses 9 through 12, it says, For the third test, the devil took him to Jerusalem and put him on top of the temple. He said, If you're God's son, jump. It's written, isn't it, that he has placed you in the care of angels to protect you. They will catch you. You won't so much as stub your toe on a stone. Yes, says Jesus, and it's also written, don't you dare tempt the Lord your God. See, here Satan doesn't just try to tempt Jesus. Satan actually quotes Psalms 91 verses 11 and 12. This is the crux of what we are talking about today. If Jesus and Satan both quote scripture, you might think to yourself, how can either of them be wrong? Scripture is scripture, and we've been talking about how important it is, right? Well, the nuance here is that there is a difference between reading and knowing scripture. There's a difference between being able to regurgitate some information and actually being able to know what the information is about and what it means to you and to others. Here at Jesus' final test, we see, Jesus, we see Satan simply regurgitating some information. When Satan quotes the passage in Psalms, he doesn't understand how that verse fits into the whole narrative of the Bible. Jesus, however, shows that he doesn't just know some verses. He knows scripture, the whole Bible, the library of 66 different books. Jesus knows the verse that Satan quotes, but he also knows how that verse pieces into the whole entire story of the Bible. And once again, he resists the temptation to turn from God because of his understanding of scripture. Now, like we said at the beginning of this, we wanted to give some of our graduating seniors the chance to share some wisdom with you all. So now that you have the context of our conversation in mind, please enjoy this message from our seniors. Eighteen years? Eighteen years? Your whole life, right? Yeah. Yeah. As far as I can remember, I guess. I've been coming to community for about eight years now, so I started around like fourth grade at elementary school, and I've been coming ever since. About 10 years with my family. Nice, yeah. Here so for a long time. So my first day here, I actually was spending the night at a friend's house the night before, and they were like, hey, like we're just gonna go to church in the morning. Like We kinda go down to the youth area if you wanna go with us. It's a lot of fun, so I've just been coming ever since that day. 
That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And when that was happening, that was just the basement, right? Yep. And the Before it got renovated. Was, and the trailer was still there too? Um, so the Maybe. elementary stuff was in the basement to begin with, and then like the middle school stuff got moved to the trailer. Gotcha. So I've been everywhere. <laughs> the community of everybody just being here, not for like a sole purpose, but for like a, a main purpose. And then like, even like outside of it, you still interact with those people and then you meet up with them and then like on the way to camp I rode with Kaysen and Keith and Kayvon and then we just had a fun time heading up for like doing the hour drive together because we just listened to podcasts and talked about music so it's like a way to connect yeah there's also a way to just kind of like instead of being like staying at home on a Sunday and not getting out and then because they totally I could have just been like I don't want to go and then sat at home and my family comes back and it's just like cool you guys are gone for an hour three and I'm here by myself doing who knows what and I think it just like kept sanity and like also having like repetition and stuff being like all right Sunday and I get to see those people that I don't get always see because it's from different schools and different walks of life so yeah just the community around it I think that's great well, we knew family, friends from here that came, and sure. they told us it was awesome. So we were like, okay, we'll give it a try. And yeah. we went to a Catholic church before, so we kind of just transitioned into coming here, cool. and we've loved it. Just to get another idea of like God and truly what it means like to us and everything. Well, everyone's like fighting, fighting a battle that you don't know about, mm -hmm. and you always want to assume good intentions, and the talents are magnified when serving others, and then like service is not always convenient, and I think serving others may bless your life more than those you're serving. In Matthew 16:25, Jesus said, "For whoever's will save his life shall lose it, and whoever's will lose his life." for my sake shall find it. This has to be the biggest absurd advice out there, but it's true. Like, are you overwhelmed by all that's going in your on your life? Or pause what you're doing and go help someone. Doing so will both bless your life and put things into your perspective. So as cheesy as it is, like this really is a community here. Um, I know I can always rely on youth group. Um, growing up, I've kind of had some like friendship troubles, but I always knew every time I came to youth group that I had someone here that loved me and that was going to care for me. Um, and I had great friends here, and I am very blessed to have had them. By treating people with compassion. Because mm. that's not, I mean, that is something people learn, but it's harder to learn it outside of church because you don't want to show people compassion or you don't want to show them forgiveness because you just want to, like, get back at them for something wrong they did or something that you feel they did wrong. The the church kind of is like, I can show compassion for those people and then like, because if there's someone that's like just annoying at school, I don't have to be like, I need to get out of the class or I need to like tell the teacher something. I can just be like, I'm just with them for this amount of time and if they do something wrong, I'm not going to get on them about it because there's no big drive to do that and just show people with respect that's another thing is if I respect you and you respect me then mutual feelings but 
Those are the two main things we get passion and respect. Listening louder than you uh, hear, because you, and like listening louder than you read, because you can read something and then be like, oh, that's cool. But like listening to it or like understanding it is much better because you'll get a better like influence out of it than just reading it. Because if you read something and you're not really comprehending it, then why are you reading it? But if you're like reading it, comprehending it, and then uh, deeply thinking about it or like just knowing like what it's about can sometimes help you like maybe sometimes fill in gaps that weren't there before or like help you understand what um, what it means because something you read before might have been like I don't know what this means but if you read this and then comprehend it and like actually look into it then it could fill in that gap that you were missing beforehand so the understanding versus actually like I don't know how to say it knowing yeah reading versus understanding yeah reading it and first understanding it because that's what I've struggled with over the years sometimes and I just find a way to try to understand it by using the different study methods and things like that. I would say the biggest takeaway is just making sure you're actually understanding and interpreting um, the words that you're reading. Um, sometimes you can read through stuff and be like, um, I'm not really sure what this means, but just having a mentor or even friends to like communicate with um, just making sure you guys are all on the same page, or maybe even two people have different interpretations, but just whatever's special to your life um, and what can guide you in your life, um, just understanding that interpretation for yourself is what's gonna be most important. It's not, coming to church and then like listening to you like talk is one thing, but like if you're actually learning about it, then you're more likely to put it into practice and more likely to like actually go out and use the things you learn maybe not every day but like use it from like when the time comes or use it like or use it every day because some of that stuff has like life lasting impacts because if you go and say oh that was cool then you could go out and someone could be like how do you deal with this situation like I don't know but then if you like you actually comprehend it and like take some of those skills and turn it into something that you do every day or transform it and make something you do every day relate to that, then you could help someone in the long run. So every, everyone has um, a different point, a different path in life, and that's something that God has set out for each and every one of us. So one um, passage or scripture is not going to mean something the same way as someone else. So it's important to just read as much as you can, um, honestly, to see like what's honestly going to affect you in your life. Well, I think the Bible shows us so shows us God's character and provides us like God's revelation of Himself and His people. In each of the Bible, like we see God's whole God's holy, unchanging, faithful, gracious, and loving character. We see so many different sides of Him. I think it's important for like us to read and know about God and just how many perspectives we see of Him. What helps me is sometimes like asking the questions and then like letting it sit in your mind and then like going like looking up an answer or like looking where the scripture says this and like reading the not just like where it says it but like reading the first before it and after it because um, 
like it was said in the series, if you're just reading one verse at a time and trying to comprehend it and not connecting them, then it, it doesn't make sense. And you could get the wrong, like, wrong outcome of a certain verse. Um, and also, another thing is, like, with the Bible app, it gives you a daily verse. So read that, but then also, like, read the verses before and after. And also sometimes listening to the songs that have verses in it. Like, it doesn't even, sometimes Christian songs don't even touch on that verse, but, like, music outside of the Christian realm will touch on the works of, like, the Son of God and stuff, and just hearing that outside of, like, the godly realm and, like, the church, it makes it, uh, makes it easy to comprehend because other people are actually singing about it and doing all this other stuff with it. I think the most that I was involved with scripture was um, a couple months ago, um, Noah had a small group at his house, so it was like him, Jerrica, my best friend Carly, and some other members um, from community. We would meet probably like once a week and just kind of go over some certain scriptures during the week and how that, um, how to interpret it. Um, so that's probably the time that I was most involved with scripture, and that meant a lot to me. Well, I really like the thing that Shelly, we have the um, devotion. Yeah, the uh, Bible in a year plan thing yes. that you guys do. Yeah. yeah, I think that's really cool. And there's the study method that I try to do. It's the SOAP. I don't know. If okay, I tell me about it. Uh, it's scripture where you write down the verse, and then the O stands for observation, where you write down observations about the scripture. Okay. And then... A stands for the application, how I can apply what I observed in my life, what I observed in, to my life. Yeah. And then prayer, when I say a prayer to God and ask Him to give me opportunities to live out this truth. Well, there's two answers because sure. the scripture does say it's not the building, it's the people. And it, it, it does show that people are like is the church because you can go like go on a mission trip with your church and you still have that sense of community because you might not know some of the people there but then like by the end of that trip or like by like a couple of days in you're like I feel like I've known these people forever and then it is also the building because it gives us to some people a safe space to worship but it also gives people a place to come and learn more about what they might be trying to explain to other people. So that's my two versions, the people in the building itself, but for different reasons. I think it's just a place where you can just feel welcome and free and just express yourself in so many ways, like come as you are, like they say here. Um, I think it's just a place where you can have fun yeah. and just sing along just let free <laughs> yeah it's a community where we feel welcome right yeah yeah it's cool i like that church to me is just a community it's a backbone for me that i can rely on no matter what situation or what's going on in my life like i know i can come to church and youth group and always have friends here to back me up with anything what i do want to see is more um more people in like the youth like helping on the youth groups and also just like being in the teen and middle school services because um not being here sometimes is like a disconnect because then 
you fill your life with other stuff, but then you for, you also forget those people you know. And then you go and see them, and it's like best friends coming back together. So there's like more students like coming in and like students not being afraid to bring friends that might not so-called believe in God, but like give them like a chance to actually explore because that's how it grows. That's how the church grows. Do you think that's just a student thing? No, I think it's also an adult thing because like in this day and age, it's you don't want to say anything too wrong or else you'll get canceled or you feel like you're going to lose someone. And if you say, oh, I'm Christian, then people are going to have this mentality towards you and be like, like, why are we friends? Or like, why are we like together in this space? So they don't bring people. Mm-hmm. But um, both kids and adults can get the same thing out of it if they like were to like bring someone a weekend try and constantly bring them back not try and force them but like just say hey do you want to come and stuff could get the church to grow more sure. and get more people to not just base what they hear off of media and stuff about what Christianity is because there's a lot of people in the church who believe like stuff that isn't directly Christian and they still come to church and they still believe in the God and they hear the scripture and they live by it it's just those aspects of life aren't most important. I would love to see a lot more like attendance for youth, um, especially with COVID. I feel like um, youth group in general for teenagers has just depleted, um, which was really hard during that time because again, with this being such a community for me, I can only imagine how hard it was for others. Um, but I would love to see in 10 years just a greater amount of youth and teenagers um, within not just community, but just in church in general, because it really impacted my life. So I can only imagine what it could do to someone else. Just gonna keep expanding more churches. Like we got this whole, the calm within two years or so. I just think it's gonna get grow more and more people. I would like to see more people going, go to church and make an effort. Um, But I know it's not for everyone. Sure. But and like how they have the online services. I think that's really cool, and they're gonna start getting that more at churches when they're more technology-based. For sure. And I think that's helpful to get more people like to listen about God and everything. My biggest piece of advice would be to just slow life down, take it one step at a time. My high school career seems like it went by so fast, and I wish I would have kind of sat there in some of those moments and appreciated it more. Um, furthermore, just life can be stressful, so it's just important to take a deep breath, calm down, it'll be fine. Again, one step at a time, you'll make it through some way, somehow. Probably don't take your parents for granted. Mm, yeah. I, yeah, I wouldn't take your parents for granted at all, because they are there for you. Well, at least my parents are always there for me. Sure. And I don't know, they help so much with life and try to get you, they like encourage you to go to church when we were younger and mm-hmm. I've always wanted to go to church and they're just, I don't know, they help you in life. You look up to them every day. Yeah. You want to be like them. They're your role models. And I think they're just always there for you. Yeah. I don't think you should take them for granted. You can get a little mad at them sometimes, but it's going to happen. Um, don't be afraid to ask the big questions and don't be afraid to 
ask questions. Because mm. the more you ask, the more you know. Yeah. And if you're asking itty bitty questions, and yeah, you can get a lot of it, but like if you have a question like sitting in your head, don't be afraid to ask it, even if it's not related. Like, go talk to your pastor or the leader afterwards and say, but what about this? And if there's a deeper discussion that needs to be had, then figure it out, but don't be afraid to ask the questions. A little of the same, don't be afraid to ask, but also don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. Because as we grow up, like as kids, we're not afraid of anything. And as we grow up, we're kind of built in this shell and we feel like we have to live by a certain set of rules or we have to live a certain way. And don't sit inside, like don't be the person you're supposed to be and you are grown to know that other other people know you as like step outside of your comfort zone and show who you actually are instead of just shelling it off until the people that you actually know like see you Goodness. i know our generation seems crazy but i promise we have a lot of opportunities and a lot of wisdom that we can give to you guys also with our experiences so just be patient with us i promise we're not bad <laughs> well i did have this one for the students but i think this could do a said stress is a fact of life but it should never become a way of life yeah that's good that's good for everybody it doesn't just apply yeah. to students right yeah definitely we want to give those students some appreciation um, and we want to say thank you to michael kyla and alexis for sharing your thoughts with us Seniors, we are so proud of you, and we can't wait to see how you grow the church and grow God's kingdom. Like the seniors said, it is vital for us to work towards not just reading scripture, but knowing scripture. As Christians, scripture should be something to us, like Star Wars is to Curtis. That important. <laughs> something that we know in our bones, that we share at a moment's notice. Something that we have taken the time and the effort to understand, not just memorize. It can be tough sometimes to make sure that we're reading and talking and learning about scripture, but fitting it into our schedules is something completely different. I know I have a very busy schedule, but you have to make time and make that effort as a Christian. Because if we don't, we run the risk of knowing the Bible the way that Satan knows the Bible not the way that Jesus knows it. When we make the effort to truly know scripture, it becomes who we are, just like it did for Jesus. Now, we have a challenge for you all, not just for the seniors, but for all of us. If you haven't made it a routine to learn about scripture, whether that's reading, listening, being a part of the Bible tribe, joining a small group, or something like that, make that change in your life. If you have found that routine for yourself, we challenge you to ask, do I really know scripture? If there are spots where you feel iffy, then you know what you need to work on. Like Michael said, we shouldn't be afraid to ask questions, big questions, because until we ask those questions that we're wrestling with, we can't truly know scripture. So before we bring our seniors up to celebrate with them, we're gonna move into our time of communion. This is something that we do each week to remember who Jesus is and what he did for us. 
It's a reminder of the sacrifice he made so that we could have a community like this, so that we could truly know God again as a people. So go ahead and grab the cup that you got on your way in. And if you didn't grab one, there should be some in the seats uh, in front of you. And today we're going to take it together. And as we do this, I ask that you focus your minds and your hearts on this truth. Jesus died for us so that we, we can know him. And now that we know him, we can live free. On one side of the cup, there's a cracker. And when Jesus was with his disciples, he told them that this represented his body. Let's take this in remembrance of him. The other side of the cup has some juice. When Jesus was with his disciples, he told them that this represented his blood. So let's take it in remembrance of him. <laughs> 